Hi, this is Paul and Jordan from Itris, and welcome to episode four of The Corner. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things cloud. How exciting. I know, right? I'm excited. I'm well excited. Don't forget to like and subscribe, turn on your alerts so you don't miss out. So one of the most common questions that we will generally get asked is, how do we go about moving to the cloud? And it's amazing how many people think the cloud is actually in the sky. Yeah, it's genuinely not in the clouds. Yeah. I think when we used to do face-to-face meetings a lot more, yeah. amount of times I went into people's offices and, where's your data? It's in the cloud? Well, to be fair, anyone who's spoken to me before would have heard my story of going in, as you say, face-to-face meetings, IT recruitment company, and they actually had a tab open saying, what is the cloud? And that's, you know, I've told that story to loads of people. But the irony there is even if technology recruiters don't know what the cloud is, maybe yeah. we need to get a little bit more clued up as to yeah. what it actually means. Arguably, that person probably should have been a bit better at their job. And we won't name and shame ever on the corner. No, obviously not. So on this episode, we're going to aim to help you understand what the cloud is. And in order to do that, we need to talk about the ways people can store and access their data. So typically with all software, you have two key options. You can either have a traditional on-premise solution, or of course, you can go in the cloud. So focusing initially on on-prem and that traditional kind of setup, that will generally be your software is sitting on a centralized server. That could be in your office, it could be off-site, but it, of course, is sitting on a server that you ultimately control. There are pros and cons, as with everything. With an on-premise solution, you are solely responsible for how that server is being maintained. Typically, you might have a, an external or internal IT department maintaining that environment for you. Uh, your responsibility will also fall around backup of data and ensuring, obviously, the, the data is secure as well and compliant to all kind of regulations, be that GDPR, ISO accreditations, and depending on, I suppose, the kind of environment or industry sector you work in, ensuring that all compliance is being adhered to. Lines can, of course, be slightly blurred as well. So even with an on-premise solution, people might use something like a, an RDP connection or you know a Citrix environment to still connect. Now, even though that might kind of mimic a cloud environment, it is still very much an on-premise solution in that scenario in regards to i suppose costs as well typically you need to weigh up do you want to be footing the bill for i suppose the hardware and the software i.e the server and the software that you're actually going to be utilizing within that environment and also of course internet connection so a nice key positive of an on-prem solution if the internet goes down you're still going to be able to access your environment and your software whereas in the cloud of course everything is I suppose, focused around having a good, steady internet connection. So pros and cons, as mentioned earlier, but those are some key considerations to think about. So the next option is cloud. Uh, and some of you would be surprised to know that cloud's not been around that long. Uh, so I believe it was first coined by, or the term at least, was coined by Eric Schmidt, which is uh, was Google's CEO. Uh, and then cloud became a thing. So in most industries, cloud is generally referred to something that's not on-premise. So basically the opposite of what Jordan was just saying. And typically this can be data that's hosted in a remote location, um, whether that's infrastructure as a service or actually a web application that's being deployed to the end user software as a service. So as consumers, we use cloud every single day. Uh, we use OneDrive here. I use iCloud to back up all of my photos and videos. Um, if you're a bit old school like me, you might even still plug a USB in and then 
use <laughs> iTunes to do a backup if you don't trust the cloud. Always yeah. think about you can be on prem with your iPhone as well. Um, what makes me laugh is some people have like iCloud and their phones just back up. I know some people still plug their phone in, move it to their computer before moving it to the cloud as well. So there's loads of different ways you can access the cloud, either directly or via different machines. And and that's basically what the cloud is. The cloud is server sitting somewhere with your data on. It's not really in the sky. And it's still it can still fail. Um, so obviously you can lose access if you lose internet, but actually servers do fail. And just the other week when some of the big servers went down for things like Facebook and Instagram, the only social media that's then accessible is Twitter. Everyone jumped to Twitter Everyone to make sure to that they weren't the only person who wasn't able to refresh Instagram at that moment. Yeah, is Facebook down? Yeah. The most common thing people search. So, you know, cloud is everywhere, but that doesn't mean, again, that it's just in the sky and it's going to work all the time. These are servers that are sitting at a location and there's great big server farms globally um on land and in the sea and i think it's probably only a matter of time before they start looking at space uh for storing things in the cloud and that will be beyond the cloud uh to to some degree absolutely and i think as well with the i suppose the rise of everyone being more concerned about where their data is being held and how things are being accessed things like uh vpns have never been so popular and i never really understood what a vpn was and how it worked but when you actually look into it or go onto providers websites the way they describe it is we've got 100 plus servers in 96 different countries yeah. and then you can choose where you're going to connect and that the use of public wi-fi yeah it's really convenient but actually in terms of a data and security point of view vpns are really important yeah it's really risky and people used to use vpn or the people that used vpns 10 years ago were just doing so to download illegal content or to hide their location for some reason but actually like jordan said people are using it more nowadays to get around the vulnerability that the internet brings. And just think as well, how much of your life do we actually put online? No one really thinks when you upload a picture to Instagram or Facebook, that's going on a server that's going to be held somewhere. And yeah, it's in the cloud because you can access it wherever you are. But yeah. if that then gets compromised. And it's not generally one location either. You know, you tend to find that there's co-locations to these server sites. So if one fails and they've got a fail safe uh, and that data will be at multiple locations uh, so it's replicated a number of times so that if one goes down you can still access and, and carry on as you as you normally would do so jordan tell us about hybrid cloud hybrid cloud yeah it does exist and it is a little bit confusing on the surface but we'll try and break it down and make it simple so obviously it's a mixture of an on-premise and a cloud solution the benefit and the most easiest way to look at hybrid cloud is the data is still sitting of course on a server somewhere but the way in which that's being accessed is over an internet connection mm -hmm. but the difference being is nothing is actually still sitting locally on i suppose the device that that bit of software is being accessed it's still sitting on a server somewhere but you're using an internet connection to be able to draw down and just access that data yeah so i think we've mentioned in previous episodes as well you know some enterprise level customers will still have either their own server on premise but not every premise you know they might have one central location that they've got their own equipment um, on and then all the users are accessing that but again you don't need that rdp connection that citrix environment that you used to have to have now it's very much we 
there's a web proxy installed so it's almost creating wherever that data is that then becomes the cloud and users can then just access that from any location but again they still need to be careful of things like using public wi-fi still need to ensure they've got uh you know antivirus ransomware and stuff like that set up um hybrid cloud can also i mean it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that customer has their own server they might be working with a outsourced it company or third party to host that environment for them so that's technically their private cloud so as a hybrid cloud provider ourselves uh, we offer um, our clients both solutions uh, so they can either have it on-prem they can offer a full cloud solution if they have it on-prem they get that hybrid cloud model now i would say about 70 percent of our customers opt for our full cloud solution uh, which we've got in partnership with rackspace and what that gives them is full peace of mind all the data is hosted in the uk they carry all their IS, iso accreditations um, and everything is gdpr compliant everything's backed up it comes with ransomware antivirus everything they need so they again have got full peace of mind that that data is completely secure now kind of coming back to that point around the data i just want to talk a little bit about how things are stored i suppose as well so in the solution that we offer that paul just described obviously it is in a secure environment with one provider with all the relevant accreditations with larger i suppose enterprise software companies when they have hundreds of thousands of users data becomes somewhat a bit of a commodity i suppose so in how that is then going to be looked after obviously it will vary from supplier to supplier but it it might be moved from country to country or from location to location and they don't necessarily have to let you know that that move has happened it will be secure somewhat but if someone was to ask you you know where is your data stored it might be quite hard to actually answer that question and you know even if you ask the provider maybe off the bat they might not be able to tell you obviously. yeah i think it depends who, who you're dealing with of course there's lots of reputable uh, software providers out there but yeah some of the smaller ones i mean we've looked at moving companies uh moving companies from other systems uh and they find out that their data the whole time has just been sat on a small business server slash pc in the software provider's office um now that might have been acceptable you know 20 years ago uh, but it's really not in in today's environment so no matter what industry you work in what software you're using uh, and if it's cloud or on-prem but but you know particularly with cloud uh, if you're inputting data uh, you are still the data controller uh, just because they're hosting that data for you um, you know that software provider will become the data processor but it's still your responsibility as a business or as a business owner to ensure that that data is secure uh, is fully GDPR compliant and obviously if there is any data breaches um, you will be held responsible by the ICO. Now obviously GDPR is a huge topic which we won't be going into today maybe in a later video perhaps mm -hmm. but in regards to I suppose the that ownership piece of data as well now obviously the the software supplier that you're using owns the software but the data is very much owned by yourself well it should be anyway so in terms of how um, you're operating and accessing that data, you really have to ensure that, you know, if it came to a point where maybe you wanted to change supplier, or if you wanted to have maybe a new product from the same supplier, that data that's owned by yourself, how easily accessible is that to either move or, or switch to a new environment? Obviously with that ownership piece, it is yours, but how easy it is, are there going to be any barriers put in place, I suppose, to be able to get access to it, be that time 
costs or anything else so just maybe check that out because it's always worth knowing yeah and it's becoming more common uh, you know lots of software providers particularly cloud software providers will charge the either the business or the consumer or wherever it is to get that data back and particularly if your new provider wants it in a specified format uh, you know that can be quite a costly exercise uh, but more and more now just to get their standard backups you know we're seeing a lot of providers charge an absolute fortune uh typically that's something something that's a five ten minute job it's you know often it's a click export and wait for that process to to finish all right it might be three hours it might be 24 hours um and you know they might argue that it might need some monitoring uh but actually you know they're not pulling it down from a cloud uh it's still a, a computer or server that's doing that work um you know to get that data packaged up to, to give to your new provider. I think what we're trying to say here is, you know, just because your data is in the cloud, you need to A, ensure you know exactly where that data is held, i.e. which location, which country, B, that it's secure, and C, that it's easily accessible should you want to take that data elsewhere, and that not, might be for a new system, or to use that data for other systems within your business. And very recently as well, talking to a, a new customer of ours actually, and they were looking to expand into a, a new geographic location. And in terms of that, that data piece, it comes back around to, right, well, if you don't know where your data is stored, and let's say perhaps you're going to start a, a, a branch or start doing some business in the US, Canada, or Australia, each country, of course, is going to have their own rules and regulations. So it might actually be business limiting almost as well if you want to expand into a certain area, but the, the kind of setup that you have doesn't, I suppose, conform to the requirements of a of that new territory, then obviously that could hinder the business as well. So always worth thinking and, and yeah. thinking for the future, I suppose. Yeah, particularly if that's outside the European Union or agreements with different countries. You know, Let's not could, mention that word. That say, but that can really affect what, what you're doing uh, with your data and with the cloud. Don't worry, most cloud storage is very secure and provided by reputable business nowadays. So we've got some big names, Rackspace, our partners who we mentioned earlier, um, AWS, Amazon Web Services, uh, Azure, uh, Google Cloud. These are all regulated and are all reputable businesses to have your cloud storage with. Those you want to watch out for is just either the suppliers that can't give you that information. Uh, you know, that, that should be a red flag. Um, or if it's a really small software provider, again, just, you know, ensure that they are using proper cloud and your data is just not sitting in their office or one of their locations. Another really important thing I would say as well to, to ask or, or check with a supplier is how does the backup routine work? So even though it is cloud and obviously you're, you're using it and accessing it in real time, is it being backed up every minute, every hour, every day, every week? everyone will have a, a different, I suppose, backup schedule. So if disaster did strike, you know, how far back can you go to recover from? It might be 15 minutes, it could be a day. It's not gonna be the end of the world, but it is always worth knowing, you know, how much of that is potentially gonna be vulnerable if uh, if you did lose access for any reason. Yeah, again, I think it's naive to think that, again, just because it's cloud, it's impenetrable. Um, you know, some of the biggest providers um, do get hacked um, obviously as technology moves on as do threats and viruses and things like that um, in 2014 I think we will remember the fappening uh, where a lot of celebrities had their iClouds hacked um, 
you know, because either passwords were leaked from other areas uh, and all of their personal and sometimes quite explicit content was released on, I believe it started on Reddit and just obviously spread like wildfire. I definitely didn't get anything sent to me via WhatsApp. No, 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 I didn't get anything sorted it either. No. <laughs> so hopefully this video has given you a good insight as to what the cloud is, what an on-premise solution is, hybrid cloud and a mixture of I suppose all three in those different kind of scenarios that can occur and hopefully giving you a bit of guidance as well as the kind of questions and things you should be checking out when looking at software in general and asking questions of potential suppliers.